everyone. Welcome to our podcast. 大家好 everyone. Okay, we always start with a quick check-in. So I'm gonna let you go first. How has your week been? Yes, it's been a relaxed week because I'm still on holiday. Going back to work tomorrow.、Mm. I'm not happy about that. But as you know, I've been stressing because、yeah. my daughter's starting at our school, and I just stressed myself out to the point where I couldn't sleep. I was anxious, and then we met up with the teacher yesterday for a meet up and meet the students. And I feel like maybe I have over overthought everything. I think I don't think you've overthought. I think you've thought the right amount for someone that's a good mother, because you've made a choice from taking her out of a school and moving her into a different school. It's not like it was the end of that school and she has to go to a new school. Yeah. So that you've had to make a real big choice for her. Yeah. A so, big decision. So that was a. I don't know. I, I'm still anxious, but not as bad as I was on Friday.、Yeah. Friday, I wanted to phone the school. The, the new school and be like I'm not sending her there. It's I'm sorry I made a mistake. I jumped the gun. And the reason why I wanted to go there,、uh, just a bit of background, just in case everyone listening to this is like, why did you take her out of the school she's happy with? Is because my husband was in an accident and I thought he'd still be recovering and it would be easier to go with my child on the same schedule as me. Yeah. So yeah. And I think also a bit of backstory on the schools. They're very different schools. Yes. It's not like similar schools; like they're completely different. And I feel like in Asia and in in the Western world, we can all mums can relate to. Do I want my child going to this school? Yes. You know? And it's not a bad school; it's just、no. very academically driven. Whereas the other one was not academically driven. The one she's at currently, and she's very happy. And so I'm not a parent who's like, my child needs to be number one. She needs to get, be the best. No, I want her to be happy. Yeah, that's most yeah. important to me. So this is why I'm anxious that if she goes there, is she going to be unhappy? Have I made the wrong decision for my child? Back to our podcast a few weeks ago, like, am I making the right decision? And we'll see. I'll update you guys next week. Because she starts tomorrow, right? Yes, she starts tomorrow. So we'll be able to say. Yeah, and you? How's your week been? I've been, as you know, I've been looking. Now, do I say this wrong? Because every time I say it to a Taiwanese person, they literally look at me like、uh, they don't know. What, <laughs> you heard the Zhongxing. Yeah, it's correct. You had、oh. the Zhongxin. Yeah, you had the、yeah. Zhongxin. That was like what, what, what? But I,、uh, okay, so I feel like when you speak Mandarin, any Western person and a Taiwanese person always. Takes to they like almost think it's going to be English、yeah. and not so it and takes so it a while takes to register. To process like oh what is she saying like is she speaking English or is she speaking Mandarin? <laughs> Definitely. So if you don't know what your Ezra Zhongxing is in English, it translates to a confinement center. So you basically going to make all of the women in England and、um, other countries that don't have it very jealous. You go and it's twenty four hour care. And you're in a lovely kind of like a, a hotel, and all your meals are cooked for you, and the meals that are cooked for you are designed to help your body heal.、Yeah. Like example, if you lose too much blood during、uh, labor, during delivery, not labor during delivery, then they will give you a lot of like liver and like organs and things like that that are、to、high in iron. What you've lost. Yeah. So it's. It's designed to look after the mum as well, but also if you have lack of sleep, then they will come and take the baby away from you, and you can sleep. And they train you on how to breastfeed, how to bath your baby. You can take yoga classes. You can have a massage. It's very 
unrealistic motherhood. But also, it's, it's <laughs> you know. realistic because back in the day, long time ago, people used to, all the village, as they would say, would come mm. together and, you know, nurture the mom after they give birth. This is what they say in traditional Taiwanese, Taiwan or China. Yeah. And so, I feel that this is why they've made it is because we don't have that luxury now. We don't have grandparents to come and cook, don't have uh, anyone to come help you out, like, take the baby if you're feeling overwhelmed, show you things. So, they basically they did this structure around that and yeah like you need to recover so that you can be the best mom you can i thought it was just like a money-making scheme when i first heard of this and i was just like i'm not doing it and then when i had my daughter i was like people need to do it it is amazing yeah and i've been looking at some so i've seen two so far i'm not going to name their names one i just didn't like at all and it wasn't very nice looking and the pictures made it look really nice but it was really run down and the second one is a big name in taiwan and i feel the just because it's a big name people go there and i have heard that from you and other mums but going there myself i really saw it there really wasn't anything special about it and the food wasn't food that is made to help you heal or get better mm. it's just healthy food that you can buy anywhere so they don't believe in the confinement food yeah. and i know that some people might not believe in that i want to try it just for the experience of it and you know what it's does help you know just like taking vitamins not yeah. everyone believes in vitamins but i think it does help in some way and you know, they always say after you give birth, whatever you're putting in, it will help your body. Yeah. But and as here, I said to you, it's really hard to cook when you've just given birth. Yeah. Like, I found it hard the first week I was home alone and I just never, f I wasn't hungry. You're not, I don't know if other women had this. I wasn't hungry and I just didn't have the energy to cook or do anything. So then when I went to that confinement place, I, I call it a mommy clinic. Mm. Um, It was great. Like I told them what happened. I said to them, I struggled to sleep. They gave me tea for sleeping. They gave me tea for breast milk. They gave me tea. There was so much tea. Eventually, I was just like, no more tea. I can't yeah. drink any more tea. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I want to try. Excuse me. I want to try the whole experience. So I've got one more that I'm going to see tonight. So I'll let you know how that goes. Also, I haven't told you this yet, but I think I've been feeling him. <gasps> Yes. Does it feel like little, like, I don't know, something on it, the inside? It, yes. But at first I was like, is it gas? Because I'm very gassy, right? They so always it, it say, say that. that yeah, you, you think it's gas and then you realize, oh, it's my baby. But last night I had like four, like, boom, boom, boom yeah. things. <laughs> and I almost felt it right in my butthole as well. <laughs> like all the way down. And I was just like, oh my God. And it was something that felt like gas, but there was no gas after. Yeah. You know? So That's I'm exciting. still unsure. No, no, it's definitely him. But it feels like it's him moving now. I can feel him. And I am officially 19 weeks today, and he is now the size of a mango, a big mango. So that's why my stomach so is, cool. is like, I've got a proper bump now, which I'm excited about. Yes. Because... It just looked like a flabby belly before. So that's good. Um, oh yeah. my gosh, that's very exciting. I, I, it's giving me nostalgia yeah. when I hear these things. It's a weird feeling. I don't know yes, if, if no, any listeners have felt it. Because I also had like, the same thought and was like, oh no, um, it's definitely gas or, you know, I'm imagining it. And then when I started feeling actual baby moving more, I was uh -huh. like, it was definitely the baby moving that time. Yeah, and it's it does feel like, 
um, gas, but slightly more internal. Like there's something slightly different about yeah, it. Yeah, it feels almost like I don't know someone tapping on the inside of your belly. It's a weird yeah, and thing. I was lying on the sofa last night, and I wasn't on my back because you know you're not supposed to lie on your back, are you? I was kind of like slouched a bit, and I just felt like dum dum, and I was like, oh. Have I got bad gas? And then it happened again. I was like, that felt just, it just felt a little bit more different to like normal gas. So I think it's him. Hey, um, I'm so excited. Yeah, it felt weird. <laughs> and also after this podcast, I'm going to show you all the baby clothes I got. So oh, I'm yes. really excited to show you all of that. There's a really good sale on at Gap at the moment. So if anyone in Taiwan is listening, please go to Gap. Yes. It's an amazing sale. Um, right. Parental burnout is our topic this week. Yes. So we're going to start with what is parental burnout? And here it tells me that Many people put so much of their time and energy into their children that they neglect their own needs. The result is parental burnout, a condition in which you're so exhausted that you feel you have nothing left to give. The problem with parental burnout is that most people think that it's a normal part of parenting. Yes, I can relate to that, actually. I feel like most parents I talk to have that. And for myself, like I used to be so against not spending time with my child you know Mm. like i want to spend time with her that i would just be very judgmental towards parents who would be like oh i went and had a run today and i'm just like why would you do that why would you leave your two months old and go running you know you have all the time to go running and i realized only now maybe in the last two years um, that it's good. It's good for your mental health. It's good for parents to have their own time and just even 30 minutes, an hour, it's enough to make you feel yeah. a little bit better. It, I, I, w- I would be so exhausted at the end of the day. If my husband said he was coming home, I'd be so excited because I'd be able to give the baby to him. And then when he'd get home and not be able to take over because they're not with the baby all day, I'd get irritated and like, why did I marry this man? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and just didn't want to be touched and would go to my room and be a little bit resentful towards everybody, even my baby at some time. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. And I even think like you're doing a lot better with that now. Even today I said, like I asked you last night, didn't I? Oh, are you bringing Kira tomorrow? And you were like, oh no, no, no. She's upset. She's not coming. I was like, oh, bring her. And then you came and you didn't bring her, but I kind of knew you weren't going to anyway. And I think it's good for you to be like, no, dad's at home. Like she can stay at home with her dad and I'm going to come and do this podcast and yeah. have some me time. Yeah. You know, I think it's really important. But I'm interested here to see some of the symptoms because they actually look more severe than I thought. So the symptoms for parental burnout, suicidal thoughts and escape ideation. Yeah. What's ideation? I've never heard escape ideation, feeling trapped. That's that's must be such a horrible feeling to to want to be with your child, but also feel trapped by them. Yeah. Um, it's true though because you feel guilty like I, I completely relate to that if you feel guilt if you're not with your child does that mean you're a bad parent it really doesn't it just at the time you just you can't um i don't know how to explain it like you can't make it is there's a word like you you can't justify the reason why you're not spending time with your kid because I there were so many times when I would tell people that this is really hard I'm feeling overwhelmed and they'd turn around and say well this is what you wanted and now why are you complaining and I assume escape ideation I've never heard of that before I've never even seen that word if I'm honest is that 
fantasizing over yes maybe um i I, I want to say something but i don't want to give the wrong definition so i'm like let me look it up first yeah and and then the next one is increase in addictive behaviors like drinking and smoking so some people might smoke more or drink more to kind of again escape yeah it's a way of escaping what's Um, the definition just this formation of ideas or concepts concepts. so So, you're probably like you know dreaming and then well you're 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 fantasizing over escaping you're thinking of how you can escape my dad actually did that um i random story but um quite quite dark actually um my sister unfortunately passed away of cancer Mm. and um when but before obviously she passed away uh because she she got it twice but the first time she got it she went into remission and loads of people in the village did a fundraiser to raise money for her to go to disneyland um in orlando that's where she wanted to go but we never got to go because um 9-11 happened anyway stuff like that so um my dad was actually after my sister had suffered with the cancer and things it really changed my mum and my dad's relationship he actually said to me when I was older I was gonna run away in America so I was gonna go with you to Orlando and then and then he was and then I was just gonna disappear yeah and that's what he was planning to do because he'd just had enough yeah so I it's that must be parental burnout yes because you're 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 putting together this idea of how to escape um increased drinking okay so for me (laughs) uh, i was not drinking like excessively but every day i'd be like telling my husband when he'd get back home from work like okay let's have a drink because yeah i just before having kira we were very social we'd have a drink every weekend and you know maybe sometimes on the weekday so i was very much trying to keep that alive and now i literally haven't drank since our lunch together i have one glass and it like hits me so i don't drink every evening i know i was telling colin that i was like i now have friends that can just have a glass of wine with a meal and then go home yeah because i'm telling you now cheryl if i wasn't pregnant that would have been a bottle and then it would have been another bottle and then it'd been like let's go out (laughs) so for me i'm like oh i'm really like um, a lightweight now but yeah. I must say after I gave back birth to my daughter like maybe three months later I remember always being like let's get a nice bottle of wine and mm. we would like have or go for beers and you know and I do think that I did use it just to you know that feeling of feeling a bit tipsy it made me feel like I was escape yeah. it's a way of escaping yeah um, free again and i'll be not honest that my daughter is trapping me i feel bad saying that it's just no you shouldn't I love feel bad her so much it's just that i really don't know how to explain the loneliness you feel after you give birth to a child yeah i'm excited to feel tipsy again yes i keep thinking about it um i think these ones are kind of obvious like intense physical and mental exhaustion feeling drained and tired all the time higher risk of anxiety and depression but emotional detachment feeling alone in the world a time when you've got this being that you've created and is constantly attached to you and needing you it's very bizarre for me then to think because i haven't done it yet you feel alone Yes. Um, but yeah, okay, you're with so someone. With a baby, I feel like it was really nice to be with your child. But because it's a baby, you don't 
when you're talking to this baby, it doesn't really talk back. So yeah. you are alone most of the time talking to just like a pillow. And your life's changed. Yes. And then you when can't you do want the things go, your friends are doing. Yeah. And also if you want to go and have coffee with like your single friends. I remember one of my single friends. Um, we were very close before. And then when I had my daughter, I was like trying to like get her to do stuff with me. Like, oh, let's go for coffee. And mm. then one day she said to me she just ignored my messages and then i said to her is there something i've done wrong yeah and she was like yes well i said to you that i'm struggling at work and i'm drowning and i hadn't replied to that message all i said oh. was like oh i'm sorry you're having a bad time at work and then i carried on talking about like let's do this blah 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 and like about something so else. she so thought she you were felt, being dismissive yeah so she was like you were dismissive to my feelings and ever since you've had your child it's all about your child 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 and it's never about me anymore so i was like I'm telling you, like, I literally told her that I'm really going through a hard time. I, I think I have postpartum depression. I have these problems, and I'm thinking these things, and I cry every day. And instead of, she she did say, oh, go for an online therapist. But instead of, like, being like, I'm here for you, she, like, ignored me for days. And then was like, you didn't listen to me. Um, which is, I, I did apologize to her. I said to her, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm going through my own thing. And I didn't think of, you know, like, yeah. going on about it. I was just like, oh, I'm really sorry about that. I didn't think it was that big of a deal but, to, her, to, to, to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm here for you. Like, And you're now not friends with this person, are no, you? No, I'm not friends with her anymore. But I think, I get where she's coming from. Yes. But she should have addressed it in a different way. Like, Cheryl, I said this to you the other day and I felt like you were dismissive and sometimes I feel like you're so invested and so involved in your child that you're not seeing past that right yes. now. Like, can I help you? Can you help me? But Is also, that, you know, I did like, say this to her and I was like, look, please tell me at the time instead of ignoring me for days because mm. I was like, I'm really going through a hard time and I and it was like eating me up that I had done something so offensive to upset you that bad that you would ignore me instead of just telling me. And I said to him, I'm so sorry, I didn't, like for me, when I read the message, I didn't see it as like, oh, um, I must ask her and try to do it. But now after she's pointed it out, I'm like, okay, you know, let's talk about it. And I tried to make it up to her. Yeah. And then, then she did turn around when I was telling her like, oh my gosh, it's so hard being a parent. And she was the one who was like, well, you wanted this. So why are you complaining so mm. much? And it just made me feel like I can't tell anybody how I really feel. Which makes you feel more alone. Because it made alone. me feel very shameful for thinking the things I thought. And I think so many mothers out there must feel that and yeah. must feel alone. So I do always say to people, like, I understand they're going through their things as well. Yeah. But I did tell her before, like, I'm really struggling. And I thought that me and her were close enough that she would be like, I'm here for you. Like, I have a very lovely friend, another one, who was always there for me. She never asked questions. I phoned her when I was, like, sobbing at midnight. My husband was away on a business trip. And she came over and just sat with me. Yeah. She just stared at me. She didn't know what to do. And she just sat there with me and was like, it's okay. Yeah. She even said, like, what can I do? I'm like, no. Just I nothing. Just, like, just be here. Me. Just yeah. be here. And, like, if she told me she was going through something, I'd be there. But if you don't make it apparent to someone, like, instead of, you know, you need to, like, tell them straight away. Like, yeah. I'm going through a hard time. Instead of just being like, oh, yeah, I've had a, you know, bad week at work. And I feel like I'm drowning. But, you know, it's okay. And I, then I was like, okay, I'm really sorry you had a bad day, like, a bad time at work this week. And then I was like, well, you know. And then and then I, like, sent the message. And then the next message was, 
let's meet up for coffee because, you know, I'm also having a tough time with Kira at the moment. She's got acid reflux. I remember reading it and trying to be like, how did I miss that she is also going through something? So I was yeah. like, if you don't make it apparent and you say it's all good, I'm going to take it as that. You know? But you're a new mum and yeah. it's hard to focus on anything other than that. And I know... I just hope that other mums that... Your, your friendship circle's bound to change. Yes. And I just hope that other mums out there, I hope if you are in Taiwan and your family are away or you are living abroad away from like family and close friends, I hope that you have at least one good friend that yes. can like And it's okay come. to outgrow people. Friendships change yeah. all the time. They were when you and were a mum. And I could not deal with that because I was someone who's like, I will not give it up. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm going to give you this. Okay. Thank you. So you have... You can answer here, not at all, a little, somewhat, moderately so, very much so. And I don't want you to look at my computer. Okay. I just want you to think about that. So I know you've been really stressed recently. And I'm going to give you um, a questionnaire mm -hmm. to see if you have parental burnout. Mm. So if anyone's listening at home, you can try and answer these questions. And to be honest, you can go on the website. It's actually a parental burnout test from The Times, The New York Times. Okay. So... You need to answer with one of these, okay? okay? So, I get or feel easily irritated with my ch children or child. Not at all. Not at all? You never get irritated? I have... I, I'm trying to think, like, if she does something, I don't get irritated that easily. Like, I have... If you ask me the question about my husband, then I'd be like... Okay, right. Very so much not so. at all. Okay. I feel that I am not a good parent that I used to be to my children. Mm, moderately so. Okay. I wake up exhausted at the thought of another day with my child. Mm, a little. I find joy in parenting my children. Very much so. I have guilt about being a working parent, which affects how I parent my children. Very much so. I feel as if I am in survival mode as a parent. Uh, very much so, yes. Parenting my child is stressful. Moderately so. I lose my temper easily with my children. A little. I feel overwhelmed trying to balance my job and parenting responsibilities. Very much so. I am doing a good job being a parent. Somewhat. Somewhat, okay. All right, let's see what you have. You have moderate burnout. Mm. So moderate burnout. Now is the time to take a hard look at your daily stressors and to the resources available to you and make some changes. Make a list. What weighs on you and how can you find help? Maybe you learn on lean on a family member to watch your child even for one hour a week mm. or talk to your boss about more flexible work arrangements. I won't yes. go into that. So I think this is a really good little test here that I found. Go on the New York Times website and it's literally just the parental burnout test and it gives you some advice. I could go on, but we don't want to spend too long on this section. There's a whole list of there of ideas and things that you can do if you're feeling that way. I really like that, actually. Mm. I, I think it's good. I, I definitely think parents should go and do this little test. It's really um, eye-opening. Yeah, and because then I don't think I ha I don't feel like I have burnout now. I do feel that I had it like a year ago. Okay, so just moderate yeah. burnout. And actually, we did just put up a post on our Facebook 
asking uh, mothers and fathers questions about them about burnout so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna read the questions and cheryl has answers so who are your answers from okay so i have one answer is from um a woman in south africa she is married and she is also a teacher but she's a teacher to um special needs students or special needs children. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's one student or many. And then we have another person who is a dad. He is married to a doctor and he's also a teacher. But both of these parents have something in common. They are the prime parent, like the prime carer. Is that called? The sole carer. The, the sole, sole carer. Yeah. Um, for their children. So we're going to, I'm going to read the question and then Cheryl's going to read their answers. So the first question that we asked was, do you feel responsible for being the sole caregiver for your child? If so, what are the reasons behind this perspective? So we'll take the answer from dad, from the dad dad. first, who is the sole carer. And these are two different parents, like two, Mm -hmm. it's not the, not, not like, a pair okay and one lives in taiwan yes a foreigner in taiwan and one lives in south africa yes so from the dad in some situations i feel responsible as a sole caregiver when my parents or when my partner is not engaged or present primarily concerned with aspects like physical safety around roads stairs and dangerous things i'm in or dangerous things I am the primary caregiver. I'm the one paying attention and maintaining safety for my child. Okay. So it seems like he's very he's very worried about safety. Yes. There's like almost like an anxiety behind like making yes. sure that his child is safe and he feels maybe he's the only one that can keep that child safe because he he mentions safety a lot. Yeah. And I do feel maybe he doesn't feel that other people not even including his partner like maybe other people don't think safety is such a big issue compared to him yeah and it's interesting coming from a father as well because even for me now holding this baby inside my stomach I care about his safety so much I'm so aware of the world around me now because I'm like if anything happens to me something happens to him so for for this guy to feel and worried. he didn't carry his baby. No. That's so odd, yeah. But he's the sole caregiver, so he's around his baby more because his wife's a doctor, right? So his wife's probably a lot more busy. Okay. Working full-time, probably. And the mum in South Africa? So this is from a mum in South Africa. So she'd say 90% of the time, yes, but I do have a very hands-on husband when he's home from work. I feel a majority of the caregiving falls on me even though I also work. If he's ever sick or can't go to school it's me who stays off or leaves early etc also he is nine out of ten times calls for me when he needs needs or wants something or at night my husband can't always soothe him oh okay that's true then i must go i also think sometimes it's easier if i just go because then i know he goes back to sleep quicker but we have been trying really hard to past few months to share the bedtime routine my husband will generally do bath time if he's home in time for then and then i'll cook but it's a struggle and i constantly feel the pressure as the men don't seem to think about all sorry the little things that go on for for the day 
to day runnings like food, snacks, nap times, bedtimes. Do we have enough nappies, wipes, play dates, and the list goes on and on. That's really interesting that her perspective is men don't think of that. And then we have the father who's like, the women don't think of the safety. And okay. like, I'm the only one who can think of this. So, so for me, I find it really weird, like you say, that he is so thoughtful in that way yeah. i feel like i relate to her more because i right. feel my husband is exactly like her husband they do not think like if we leave the house i'll pack the bag if i let my husband do it there'll be no, no bag and but it's definitely not fair to say that all men feel like yeah. that because we because definitely we, we have, have proof. two opposites exactly like there's a man who's looking after the child more more so but i think that's very frustrating to feel like why would she have to take the day off work every day every time the child's sick why wouldn't it just be like I took the day off last time, it's now your turn. It should be a 50-50 thing. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, work does not allow it. Um, like All depends on your job. It depends on your job and how your boss... But, you know, I think the same thing with my family. It will probably be me, be me, but you know how it is for us at work. We wouldn't be it able to It would have to be Alec. You know, have to do it. So yeah. I always have to be like, okay, Alec, you need to do it if... Because I know work will not allow it. They'll yeah. be like, oh, you need to find, you know, someone to look after your child. Okay. Next question we asked was, have you ever experienced parental burnout? If yes, were you aware of its nature at the time? And what were the key signs or symptoms you noticed? Okay, so from the dad, he says, I have absolutely experienced parental burnout. Late nights when my son is sick or unwilling to sleep, I finally get him to bed, then facing other household chores like dishes, packing his bag for school the next day. Things get frustrating. I try to never let my frustration out in front of my son. Oh, yeah. I think if you are the sole caregiver and you're partner has such an intense job like being a doctor yeah. those responsibilities would fall on you right but also because at the, the same hours... time they're probably not home at the same time so he has to do all the washing yeah and cleaning he's got no choice oh it's so so stressful just and on top these. of that also i um he's a teacher right so on top of that he's working in a with quite, children all day and in quite an, a high end like it's it's mentally draining being a teacher then going home and having to deal with all of that um and he's going to be the, the the one parent that can help his child right if his yes. child feels um needs comforting it's not going to be the mummy because mummy's not there as often because yeah. she's at work more and also when children are sick or are hurt they will want the one who is always around yeah yeah and um, what did the lady in south africa so say? she said yes i think i've had parental burnout and i would say it probably lasted year a year after he was one oh. when i was having to be back at work and juggling being a full-time mom full-time working full-time wife I found I was overstressed, taking on all responsibility. It made me very anxious and very short-tempered, especially with my son, who got oh. the brunt of it as he was with me for most of the day. It was horrible time, and I found myself desperate for help, constantly telling my family I'm not coping and it's not and it's too much for me. And what I found the worst is that no one seemed to listen. No one seemed to take me seriously that I wasn't coping. The reality that I was so close to is scary when I look back as I am having trouble, troubled thoughts of it, not worth it. No one was listening. No one helped. I had to pull 
myself together for my son. I had to make changes and set up boundaries. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I get so emotional. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Where are you? I'm over here. And set boundaries for my son. I turned to my faith and prayed a lot. Oh, sorry. That wasn't much more for me to read. <laughs> sorry, um, I got emotional. No, I it's sad like because it, it's so relatable. And she clearly didn't have the support that she needed. Yeah. Like no one was listening to her. The father probably was stressed. We don't know the situation. So we don't know if the father was giving support, but maybe it wasn't reciprocated. Yeah. Like, it, like we don't know. But by the sounds of it, it sounds like, she was crying for help and wasn't being helped. I just feel so right. sorry for her because when she says no one was listening and she repeats it again that she says no one's listening, no one's helping, even her family. I feel like it's so relatable for me. Not that I was going through that. I just feel like as moms, when we ask for help, it's almost like we are ignored, especially after we give birth. But that's like when I read at the beginning of the episode and it says the problem with parental burnout is that most people think that it's a normal part of parenting. Yes. So other people from an outsider is like, yep, that's what being a mum is. Yeah. Yep, that's how it should be. Oh, we can't help you. You chose this. You know. And it really irritates me, especially when when you tell somebody like when I would share things not anything to do with parenting sometimes I share things to do with like empowering women and I have people be like you're such a feminist I'm not a feminist it's mm. just I just feel like women and children get ignored often and moms and when I share things I wanted people to be aware of it and then you have others that completely can't see the point of it they just so much into like why do we you know always criticize men it's not where we criticizing men it's just society you know like i was just trying to be like oh look this is what people do for opposite sex like it's okay mm, for them to mm. do this but not for women to do this and most it's to do with women but if it was men i would also say something but it know? sounds like both the, the man and the woman in this situation both have both had have it. had yeah. it so as the sole carers and yeah. they both have struggled at times um okay the next question we asked was regarding childcare, would you prefer more support from your partner if yes in what ways do you envision this support being beneficial so would they like more support and in what way would they like more support yes. basically so, so from the father from the dad i like yeah. it because his answers were very nice and short and to the point so currently our childcare is uneven however i'm not resentful of that because i am more suited to complete physical demanding tasks like changing diapers clothing uh, clothes bath brushing teeth i would accept a bit more assistance with non-physical demanding tasks but ultimately if you're it's not done it needs to be done i'll just do it myself which is how i would probably do it if my but i do have to pick up i find it really interesting that he describes the physical side of it like brushing teeth and changing yes. diapers like i'm i don't expect her to do that yeah but that all all mums do that yeah. like it's not that physical i know regardless of how difficult your child is how heavy your child is there's like there's women out there that deal with that with bigger I've seen, babies. Yeah, yeah, or... I've seen <laughs> tiny women dealing with big children or difficult children, and you know sometimes you just I just like I told you when people are like, "Whoa, you can lift this box at work," and I'm just like, "It's called mom, mom fit. arms, mom, mom arms. arms." Like 
I carry my daughter who is 17 kilos sometimes for kilometers because she mm. doesn't want to walk. My husband can't do it. He already complains his back is. And I just think it's because since they were little, we've always like, I've adapted my way of, you know, carrying her. And I think if both parents do it, you kind of get used to it. Yeah, it's just a really interesting perspective to think that. I don't expect it with the physical stuff. Yeah. But why not? I know. That's, I find that, it, yeah. that's strange to me. Yeah, it is. But, I, you, I, know. you know. Yeah. You just do what you need to get done. And then the lady in South Africa, because she gives nice, she gave, long, she detailed gave, yeah, answers. I really like it and, you know, very yes. relatable. So regarding childcare, it would be great if I could get a bit more help, especially when trying to do shopping. Honestly, I used to multitask, tasking of cooking and cleaning with him, but I do feel bad that he then doesn't give me 100% attention. But I do think it's important he learns to play on his own as well as he helps me cook. Okay, so this is her son that she's talking about, not her husband. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then she's, because she's saying that she cooks with him and he helps her cook 100% of the time. So then I think I, in a perfect world, I would like more support emotionally. And that's hard for my partner to do without us saying exactly what we need. And when it comes to emotional support, we unfortunately aren't always in the right space to say right today i need you to give me words of affirmation, affirmation yeah. or hugs but i do know he is supporting us in other ways like working the long hours so that i can have flexible job to be able to drop and fetch fetch my child and go to play dates in in the weeks and do the fun things with him that my partner then can't come with an experience so i understand he's sacrificing too Sorry, hold on, my phone. But it takes two years to get to this. It took two years to get to this point of understanding and not minding. And those, sorry, some typos. Those few months, those few, uh, the months of being a mother were incredibly tough. And I often found myself resenting his freedom, my, her husband's freedom. Yes, yeah. But I have come to terms with it and my son and I have an incredible bond and our family is strong as long as we keep the lines of communication open at all times. He can't help me if he doesn't know how I feel and vice versa. They also need support and I think knowing each other's love language is a great way to keep each other feeling appreciated. I really love that. Yeah. That is really sweet. I think sometimes uh, women and men will jump to the conclusion of you haven't supported me and you don't do this and you don't do that because they're the things that they find important. Whereas someone else might think, well, actually you're not doing this because these are the things that they find important. So communicating, always the key, right? Everyone says that, but communicating like, hey, sometimes I need a hug and a kiss and I don't want to ask for it. And then sometimes I need you to say, thank you for doing those long hours. I appreciate it. Yeah, I really you know? like that. I really, I do feel that she's worked through a lot of things reading that. And I feel that her resentment or whatever she was feeling after that, she just thought, you know, my husband's not going to be able to understand how I feel. So she's like, I yeah. just accepted it and communicated. I really like that. It's so realistic as yeah. well, isn't it? It's, it's really it's relatable. Very well. relatable. I watched this couple, um, on YouTube, I think it was, and um, they they had a system which I thought was really good. I don't know if it would work for everyone, but they're both full-time parents, working and parents, right? The mum and the dad. So they have a system from one to 10, okay? 
10 being not don't have the time for it and one being they have the time yeah so they come in from work and they say i'm at a five today and then the, the father or whoever will say, I'm at a three. And it's like, right, I'm at a five, so I can deal with the kids tonight. Aww. And then sometimes they'll come home and be like, I've had a really bad day, I'm at a 10 today. It's like, well, I'm only at a six, so I'll deal with the kids. And they come in and they do this number system. I mean, how fair that is, I'm not sure, because you know maybe your six is different to my six. People can argue it. But it works for them. And she was saying, you know, I'll come home and I'll just say to my husband, like, I'm at a nine, I'm at a nine. And he'll be like, don't worry, I've got this. And then he'll just... I like that though. I'm gonna try yeah. to be like Alec. I think we should come home every day and do this. And no, because I think works. Alec will always be at an eight and a nine. Yeah, it's true. My husband's very dramatic, guys. When they yeah. maybe have him on the podcast for a little questionnaire, he is um, a very grumpy old man. <laughs> you know, but he's also a very, very nice lover great husband great dad but you know he's got his quirks but i can play the devil's advocate here as well and say for me i'm always at an eight and a nine and colin is so relaxed and laid back that he would always be dealing with the child if that was the case but (laughs) the system seems to work for them yeah child can take i'm not your your husband can take over or your spouse can take over it's like i'm a nine i'm a ten his his job can can be stressful but isn't as stressful as my job like he's and you know he works for himself and his boss is pretty relaxed and it's quite easy for him. whereas we have quite a high pressure job yeah. it's quite intense west meets east do you think the westerners the sole parents tend to vary between male and female yes so i feel there's a huge difference do you yes. yeah me I too i feel like in the Western world, it's okay if a dad says, I'm a stay-at-home dad. They will get no judgment. Still a little bit unheard of in comparison to stay-at-home women. I've seen women. It more with Westerners. Like, I've seen but, yes. a lot in, like, I have heard some, I watched something the other day. And it was, like, a show about how to budget and, you know, make sure your family can have holidays. And it was a woman who worked and the dad was a stay-at-home dad. Okay. And I was just like, wow, I've never seen that. Like, I see always opposite. And, you know. But they were quite resent. I saw that was, as well. And they were quite resentful of each other, weren't they? Not resentful. In I the, think um, he, f- he he was arguing with her quite a lot. He argued with her because she spends a lot of money. But she makes the money. You know what I mean? So he was yeah. just upset because she would spend. So they ha- they she has a very well-paid job. But she would spend stuff on, like, random things. And he just was like, we need to budget. And he doesn't do it because he's the stay-at-home parent. And then he did get a part-time job in the end and was like you know when the kids go to school i'm gonna like work yeah but i just was like oh wow you know that's cool but if i i feel like if my mom watched that she'd be like this man's very lazy yeah like, that's how my mom because she's my asian mom's taiwanese my mom yeah. doesn't think even with me when i was like i would love to be a stay-at-home parent if we had the money and she was just like no that yeah. you lazy that's my mom's first thing and it's not because stay-at-home parents are lazy my mom is very taiwanese that dragon mom is it called a tiger mom tiger, tiger mom. mom and she's very into being successful and making your own money so if you want to buy something you can buy it she and i and i feel bad because i don't want any stay-at-home mom listening to this thing that they're lazy because i she told me my mother told me being a stay-at-home mom is, is hard. hard yeah and she was like but 
she was so worried because she was like you will lose yourself if you become a stay-at-home mom because she knows my personality she was like you're going to be so concentrating on your child so bad that everything else in your life will not get the same amount of attention and it took me a while to be like okay I went back to work and now like I go running and I and I you know leave my child with her dad I'm putting more into me not that I'm saying you should exit I'm saying go get your hair done do what you need to do to make yourself feel good whereas yeah. before I was just like I don't need to feel good all I need to do is be for my child and uh, those people are terrible for leaving their kids but, but I think every family's different and I'm not judging but when I do think oh I couldn't live like that myself is when I see like a one income family and they complain about money you know and it's just like okay but your child's at school but it's still a your wife's still a stay-at-home mum. Yeah. But your child's at school, and then you don't have the money to do nice things with your child, or go on vacation, or do stuff, or you're very tight with your money because you're like, oh no, but we 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 do cheap things. We yeah. don't do anything expensive, and it's just like, but then why don't both of you get a job yeah. if you're willing? If you're but both healthy some enough, some people have a great life. Not because, doing those things. Yeah, also, they also, you know, they want to be a stay-at-home mom because it might be that they are a good parent, but also they don't want to work. Some people just don't want to work. Yeah. Even if they can't, like, even if their husband is struggling, for them, it's like they never, you know, wanted to work. And Yeah, so I there are bad. those people. We're not saying all stay-at-home mothers, don't get me wrong. I know it's a hard job. But there are those ones that yeah. are like, oh, I'm, I just stay at home and they're not doing anything. Their child's at school. Their child's 10. Yeah. And you know, so, they do a bit of washing and a bit of cooking. Yeah, that can be difficult. It's not like, I, I think it's hard for me to say it's difficult because I do all of that now yeah. as a working, as working. And so do you and more I so. Just, I just feel that, you know, um, I really have a lot of respect for parents who stay at home with their kids mm. and put in the work. When I hear parents like uh, who have help like a nanny a full-time nanny and they like oh i stay at home and they complain to me like i'm so stressed and i can't do it and all yeah. these things and i'm just like but you have help like i and they all they do is look out like i see them going to the gym and they and i'm not brunch. saying don't do that they're going for brunches but then they still complain and i'm just like well your life is so good and you yeah. don't you know so i do feel there is a fine line when you are talking about this mm. but in asia this is the west meets east yes east, the east um it always falls on the woman i have never and if you are listening and if you are taiwanese and you know someone please let us know because i would love to interview them i have never met a stay-at-home dad in taiwan no unless it's like our, our friend who is always wanted to be a stay-at-home dad but he's but he's a foreigner and but his he wife al- is the asian and yeah I'm but just... also he's working still yeah, right yeah, now yeah. but i have never met a stay-at-home dad in taiwan never never and, and i'm sure they are like yes that's I why just, i'm saying I if just... you're out there message us because or if you know please put them in contact with us because i would really love to interview yeah. you because i i also for me the concept as a stay-at-home dad like when our, like our friend told us he wanted mm. to be, my first thought was like, no, go, you must work. Don't make your wife have the burden of your, because I know that they're not financially secure uh, uh, to be able to be one household income. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was just thinking about, no, you're going to make so much stress for one person in your family. But then I realized each to their own. I can't judge. I should just be quiet. So 
you even were like, no, Cheryl, don't say anything. Yeah, and it's, I was hard, like, it's hard. It's hard. It's very hard to. And not... when you put anything online, you have to be careful. And even for us talking, but honestly, we do judge slightly. We all do. And I, I know people whose wives don't work and they don't have they, their children are at a school all day, and then they're just like. We're in the office. Oh, my wife's at the hot springs. Oh, my gosh. And I then know. the next day, you're complaining that you can't get tickets to go back home. And but yeah, and then you and also it's... get, you know, the wives that control the income, but they don't work. That's so odd to me as well, because I get to do whatever I want with my money. My husband yeah. does whatever he wants, and we come together, make a decision. Oh, Kira wants this. Shall we get it for her? Should we do this for her party? Yeah, these men so have no control. Me, I'm just like so shocked mm. that, oh, you make the money and you don't get to make choices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How cool is that? Like, I, I, I was like, I told my husband this, and he was just like, you are dreaming. Like, yeah. that will never happen with us. Like, yeah and i did make a joke in the office the other day like when i get married again i'm gonna marry a billionaire yeah i made the mistake of marrying for love but <laughs> of course i love him it's just you know it would be i do rem- like you know think that ideal what is that we the word we learned today like ideal ideation ideation thinking you know dreaming of being a stay-at-home but i, I, ha- I don't yeah. want to do hard work i just want to like stay home and go for brunches and but those- you and me are very similar we say this and then like two weeks later we're like oh, i couldn't be a stay-at-home i might be so bored i yeah, need that and then, and honest, then other I've been days very bored since being yeah on holiday. so i think we're the type of people that need to be doing something so for us we can dream of this and then other days we're like actually no i like having a routine and having my job and a career I, i've been home this whole week and kira's been going to school and every day i'm like what shall i do with myself i have not done any i've just gone for exercising mm. and literally sitting and waiting to go fetch Kira from oh, school because yeah. I'm just like there's nothing else I can do I have to say though I do want to make a point that I know there's more single like single fathers in in the western world but also stay at home fathers and I feel like stay at home fathers if you say I'm a stay at home mum, you get judged a bit if you say oh, I'm a stay at home dad it's like well done good for you like uh, in the western world not the asian world in the western world and they'll be like oh wow that's great that you do that no 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 not just in the uh, asian world because my mom when i tell her my husband is like taking my daughter she's like what good dad yeah (laughs) he's so amazing isn't he a good dad i'm like mommy i do all the hard work and she's like yeah but you I know, took her out amazing. twice today already. I was like, how rude. And, then, and that's why I was like, why is it okay? I'm not saying don't praise them. I'm just like, why is it not the same, you know, reaction? There's still with that moms? old fashioned um, look upon. Oh, the man's doing something. What a great dad. I have to tell you, yesterday my mom called me in the morning. Uh-huh. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going for a run. But where's Kira? And I'm like, well, she's at home. <gasps> Alone? <laughs> I was like, yes, I left her alone at home and I went for a run. I'm like, of course not. Mom, Alec is at home. And she's like, oh, yeah. So I'm just Ugh. thinking, what is this nonsense? You just assume that no, I, I should tell be her, like, her. This is nonsense that everyone thinks that the mom has to stay home and, like, we just leave our child at home. Like, don't ask. I was like, Mom, stupid questions get stupid answers. And my mom yeah. was like, no, I didn't think that. I was like, because so, when she did ask, I was like, you know, yeah, you stupid just... answer. If you are a stay-at-home dad or you know one in Taiwan, please let us know. I'm really, please really do. interested. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also interested. Like, yeah. Uh, you can send it to us on Instagram or mm-hmm. Facebook or our email address. It's foolsinawalk. That's it. 
at gmail.com yeah that's it oh yes gmail.com or when you're searching for us on social media it's always fools on a walk and we'll come up so we're not sure about our topic for next week but one thing I did want to say to you I went to a friend's house yesterday Taiwanese lady and she's got two kids and she was asking me loads of questions about how I'm gonna give birth and all of this and I told her you know I don't want to be cut I don't want this don't want that and we were just having a general conversation about stuff that I'd learned from you stuff I'd researched stuff I'd read and she was like wow you know so much and I was just like well I've just you know knowledge is power and I've researched it because I have health anxiety so I need to know all of this stuff and she was I didn't even know half of this stuff when I was pregnant or giving birth so I think we should really aim to get that doula on on the podcast and have a good chat and also give more information to people out there that we talk about that actually some people don't even know so I think I'm trying to get some like top tips for next week for women that are pregnant um, also if you would like us to talk about a topic Mm. please also send it in we're happy to you know have a chat a debate a discussion yeah yeah all right and that's we'll leave it at that it's quite a long episode okay thank you everyone thank you bye-bye bye-bye